Oh, hey, y'all. Let's talk about aging and how to age better. Research suggests that a big contributor to poor aging is senescent cells, and they're better known as zombie cells. As we age, these senescent cells will accumulate in our bodies and they start to take away our energy. They start to pull at our nutritional resources, contributing to sluggish energy, less flexibility, slower workout recovery, basically that horrible middle-aged feeling. In the last 10 years, however, research has identified plant-derived ingredients which can actually help our bodies naturally eliminate senescent cells. And those are called senolytics. To get complete senolytic support, you've got to try this formula. It's made by Neurohacker, and it's called Qualia Senolytic. It's almost like a monthly cleanse for aging. You take Qualia Senolytic just two days a month, and it's loaded with science-backed vegan senolytic ingredients that help your body naturally eliminate senescent cells. It's like helping your body feel 10 years younger in just a couple of months. Go to neurohacker.com forward slash shock and y'all to try Qualia Senolytic with a 100-day money-back guarantee and use the code shock and y'all, all one word, to get 15% off your first order. Let's start aging better. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Shock and Y'all, a podcast about our mental and physical fitness, spirituality, and your big, bold life. I'm your host, Nicole Shaka, and I am so grateful you're here. I train bodies for a living, but I'm even more interested in harnessing the mind and elevating your spirit. Every week, I'm speaking with exceptional humans or experts in their field, or folks who genuinely have a unique and valuable insight we can all benefit from. So get cozy or lace up your shoes, or keep your eyes on the road. And let's drop right in. Hey, y'all. Guess who's on? Dr. Chris Lee. I am beside myself. Not only is he a dear friend of mine, he's an absolute genius. And I don't say that lightly. This man speaks and consults and teaches about science-based self-care. He comes from an unexpected and unorthodox background in neuroscience, biology, self-regulation, and we talk about it all. We talk, and there's a lot of laughter in this one. You better prepare yourselves. This is definitely not meant to be played on like two times speed. We are fast talking, discussing tips on self-regulation. We talk about dopamine, what it is, why it's got us by the neurotransmitters. <laughs> Get it? No? Okay. And saddest part, he breaks down why affirmations may or may not be helpful. This man is an absolute gem, and this was a delightful hour spent with him. I hope you enjoy it. Let's dive right in. <laughs> Y'all, it's Dr. Chrisley. So Look at him. He's so really? handsome. I just said to him, because we were going off laughing at ourselves before I hit record, and I was like, I'm going to read a little something I wrote about you, like a little deaf poetry jam, except it's not at all anything like that. It's more like a love letter with someone who doesn't know that they're about to get one. Are you ready, Dr. Chris? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I fuck it. Yeah. Yes. It's not that special. Don't get excited. I'm, I'm a half-ass writer. Oh, it's not Lee. true. She's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're an amazing writer. God bless I, you. He got paid to say that. That's fine. 50 bucks. Worth every penny. We're going to stop. We're going to pull it together. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. We just one up each other. This is going to be a long day. It's going to be like a three hour podcast of like, we've been trying to do the intro for 45 minutes. This is like the extent of our friendship though. Like, Hey, it let's is. have a little 15 minute catch up, like a box of tissues later. And like, I yeah. got DoorDash pizza on the way. It's like, yeah, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Shh. Here we go. 
Dr. Chris Lee is the total package. If you're on social media, you've probably come across my friend, Chris. What you see at first glance is a handsome, articulate, incredibly clever and charismatic, usually bearded man. Sharing digestible mic drop moments from the science of dopamine to the fact that mood follows action. What you may not see is that he has the heart of a saint, and I mean it. He is an exceptional girl dad. He is excited about all life has to offer, and he loves to laugh. And my favorite, he'll fly across the country, wear a furry Care Bear zip-up onesie, and dance on the beach as the sun sets, no questions asked. And please welcome Dr. Chrisley. You don't like it? I can rewrite no, I'm it. Crying. No, I'm fucking no, crying. I'm crying. It's fucking, it hurts. No, it hurts. it's not. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here. I literally reached out to all my favorite people and everyone said yes, which was surprising to me, but also because I know that your time is precious. So we're going to get to it, but I have some ideas like of where I want to go, but also mm -hmm. you have so much to offer that I kind of just want to let you talk. Oh, you don't like that. Okay. That's fine. No, Yo, I'll, I'll talk. What like, what do you want to talk about? No. Though? Like, well, you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. Time is precious. I think one of my favorite quotes that recently came across my life is that the meaning of life is to enjoy the passing of time. And you're one oh my of like God. my favorite people to enjoy the passing of time with. So this is like one of the most shared precious moments that I get to experience during my entire week. So our time is precious because it's valuable. Oh my God. Exactly that. Let's make a t-shirt. Let's make a mug. We should. Yeah. It's not the mug that I just, I put no, away. the mug like, he just showed it's that's the, not appropriate. Yeah, when I go, it's not, it's not, we can swear on this because I make the rules, but also that that mug is a lot. That bugs a lot. It hits every, hits everything. When I get called in, this is like a fun fact. My professional life is not like a social media person. My professional life is like a consultant management. Right. And so I come in and I help HR companies like incentivize their employees with mental health strategies to just make them better human beings. I often get reported to the same HR teams that have hired me though. So whenever I get like my strikes, I always bring my coffee mug and I'm like, what's going on guys? They're like, so we have a policy about using strong, vulgar language. And I'm like, what are you? And I'm drinking out of this coffee mug, which is you the don't... most. Yeah. Oh God. You're my favorite. I'm don't like tell quiet. anyone else. I'm I quietly that. petty. Yeah. I'm like quietly petty. We'll let it slide. That's all right. So I'm going to start with my first question because mm -hmm. I know you're a professional. You have so much to offer over this topic, but I'm wondering if you can just offer up. Well, okay. First of all, wait, let me just tell you the directions I need to go. Okay. Do you remember in San Jose or Cruz or wherever we were? Remember where we were? Mm -hmm. Is that Santa Cruz? Capitola? Capitola. Capitola. And we did a whole like segment on dopamine. And I wrote down 17 pages of notes about you speaking to oh, dopamine. The back and then page, yeah. The back I left office. my notebook there and took this <gasps> other guy's no. notebook that had zero notes in it. Ooh. No, no. Yeah. Devastated is the word. There's only one for. other guy there that I am a fan of at this period of time. The other two of them is a fight on site. Oh, shit. Doesn't matter. Okay. God bless. She's always. I, mean, I didn't realize the, the drama, the male drama. What's that called? Malarm, maldrum. Mel, okay. mel, I don't know. It's called something. I don't, All right, don't fine. mess well, with the point tribe. Being... You don't mess with the tribe. You, they mess with the ladies in our family, yeah. and I don't I tolerate you. that. I got tolerance. Yeah. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Anyway, I love dopamine. my notebook. Dopamine. So I wanted to talk about self-regulation and dopamine. And I don't know what to start with other than like dopamine for dummies. And then maybe three hot tips 
for self-regulation that we could all use living in 2024 in this gigantic dumpster fire of dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. So go no, together? That's, yeah, it's close enough. It'll be good. So I've gotten dopamine narrowed down to something really simple and I can take no credit for it. It's from a colleague of mine who's like one of my favorite scientists. Nobody really likes him for a lot of different reasons. He wrote a book called Determined. That's all on determinism. His name is Robert Sapolsky. He's been studying neuroscience out of Stanford for like 35 years. And he essentially breaks down dopamine that we used to think was this like reward chemical. Do something and dopamine occurs and we feel the reward of doing something, but that's not what dopamine does. Uh -uh. So we used to think that dopamine is the pursuit of happiness, right? But dopamine is really the happiness of pursuit. So all of the happiness that we think is going to occur when we achieve something is the progress we actually make towards it is where we get this giant release of dopamine. And it's so hard to say this without like making it inappropriate. It's the anticipation that releases dopamine, right? Like the line, I'm trying to think of the, the roller coaster. I'm trying to make this like kid-friendly. It's not, it's meaningless, but we always think that the roller coaster is the most fun part of the amusement park right? Yeah. We have less happiness if there's no lines at the amusement park. What? Because the Let anticipation. Because the anticipation. It's standing in the line. So if you go to an amusement park and let's just say you go to Cedar Point, which is the only one I can think of off the top of my head, and you ride the top thrill dragster, which typically has like a two hour line, but all you get to do is ride the roller coaster, ride it, ride it, ride it, ride it, ride it, because there's no line. It loses all of its happiness. Like all of, like you're like, again, Again, again. And it's like, really? Wait, I, ha though? I have to interject. I had a friend who just paid like $3,000 for a Disneyland concierge that walks you to the front of the line for every single ride and said that it was the worst day ever, that her kids were so unhappy that it just yeah. felt like an absolute. And I said, how much was that? Yeah. It's the thing. Like Disney's good at what they do. Keeping us in the line. I mean, so like the anticipation that, I mean, Disney is special in how they market their lines because right. they create activities. Like the psychology of how Disney World and Disneyland have been created, the colors, the smells, the lack of bugs, the air conditioning, where they put vents, where they put flow. Like, so there's a, a psychology of flow yep. of like where we walk. So like they put all of the stores to the left when you walk into there, because naturally humans drift to the right. So all of these amusement parks are set up in a counterclockwise circle so that by the time you get to the end and there's a store there, or if you walk through a store and it's at the end of it, you've already used up all of your willpower so that it's really hard to say no when you walk through those areas. I'm so mad right now. Yeah, I don't like, know if you know this, but I hate Disney. Okay, obviously not sponsored. Clearly not sponsored. Never going to be sponsored. Oh my God, I'm so mad now. But also a little bit of respect, man. Mad respect because they did their research and now they knew how to suck every dime and ounce of dopamine. Yeah. Wow. So like the studies that are that they like kind of do with some of these things, I think are are gross in in and of itself. But people like anticipate a certain amount of money that they are going to spend at Disney. And on average, it's like almost doubled. It's like obscene. And it's because they know if you're in Disney World, 
and you're in there for four hours, you have a max amount of like acetylcholine, which is your ability to like focus and have willpower for like two and a half of that. So at the midpoint of Disney World, they also have a ton of really expensive restaurants. Yes. Because yeah. And then they hold back, like there's less watering stations. It's like, oh, like, oh. You guys, we've only been on for 10 minutes. I'm already super pissed and learned something very important. Yeah. So when we, when we talk about dopamine, the biggest thing is that the more that you build up anticipation, the more productive you're going to be. And this is why I always say, look forward to something small every day and look forward to something big every weekend. And by having something like that in mind, it number one, gives your brain the certainty and predictability of something to look forward to, right? And to pick something that is like the enjoyment of the passing of time, right? Yeah. And on top of that, this is like the parenting hack of the decade, right? Of like, if you got little rugrats that are running around and they have nothing to look forward to, they will create chaos in your life because there's no incentive to be good. So my tiny human and I have incentives to be good. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is movie night. And if we're not going to like follow rules and like be respectful, we lose movie night. And I am like a strict parent where I'm like, strike one, it's gone. So she knows that. So like she's able to push the boundaries to understand where they are. Complete and utter disrespect is a totally different story. So on Wednesday, we do like adventure day midweek, right? Which is super fun. We go to Sky Zone, which is a trampoline park. I have a I know I remember. I'm a member. Yeah. Okay. It's 20 bucks. Why yeah. would you not? Why would you Why would not? you not? And it's like the greatest get the lymph moving, good for your get knees. It. It's everything. Yeah. 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 And my warm-up for that, by the way, I do my, cars? my rails. I am cars. Right. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious as a heart attack. Yeah. So I went to a PT to go get like a mobility check. And they were like, What are you doing? You are super strong and yeah. super mobile. And those two things don't really go together. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, What's your explosive power? And I'm like, I'm a fantastic sprinter. And I was like, yo, my girl Shaka runs me through, right? Up, down, up, back, in, front. And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious as a heart attack though. Dead serious. I love it. Do you know how many times folks will come to me and they're like, well, I had, I went to go see my PT. It was like a follow-up appointment. They're talking to me. And I said, before you begin, are you going to tell me to do patella cars? Because I already do them. And I was like, I'm just, just creating little mm-hmm. machines out there. That's all, that's all I want to do. And yeah, it's not like I created feel good. it, but spread the message, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a drug dealer. Thank you. So you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm the gateway drug. Truly. This kind of brings me to my next thought, which is, you know how, when it comes to, uh, I saw one of your videos as I watch all your videos. Okay. And I try to bookmark them. So not that you need to, cause you have a million and a half followers, but I love your videos. And if you haven't seen any of them, they're bite-sized doctorates. They're bite-sized. They're bite-sized theses in 90 seconds or under. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I was wondering, I was looking for something to see if you had anything in your Rolodex of reels on affirmations, because I love affirmations and I'm wondering, oh no, shoot. Look at what did you just do with your mouth like that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, oh, you're going to break my heart, aren't you? I'm going to break your heart. So I think, God, I'm going to cry. I think affirmations are for probably 70% of the population. And I say this because you probably fall into the 30%. I'm not saying this to be nice because like we hurt each other's feelings and it doesn't really matter, but I think 70% of the population might as well say depend. And this is like, I'm saying just material world, 
right? Just for okay. the three pounds of meatloaf physical. I'm not talking energetic world. I'm not talking to the metacognition. I'm not talking anything like that, but you might as well have an affirmation that says, I like fluffy bunny carrot monsters, and it will probably do more for you than you saying, I am abundant. I am love. I am charismatic. I am all of these different things because those words without the intention of placing definition to them yeah. is semantics, right? So like if somebody's like, I've been doing affirmations for like 365 days that I am happy. And then I say, what is happiness? And they're like, but I say, when was the last time you were happy? They give me a behavior and they say, I was happy when I played putt-putt on Tuesday, right? So you have better utility of your three pounds of meatloaf visualizing last Tuesday, the time that you had happiness, than you do saying it. Whoa. Now I say that 30% of people can do that because like, I would imagine that's the percentage of people that actually have a regulated system that when they think about, I am happy, they naturally drift to visual exercises. The other 70% of people are so dissociated and so dysregulated that when they're like saying, I am happy, they're standing in the midst of a forest fire saying that they're cold. And it's like, God. well, that's not true. It's much more functional for you to claim your fears than it is to affirm your desires in the midst of chaos, because that's how you get out. Yeah. So like to say and claim, like Tim Ferriss did a TED talk and it's like doing fear inventory. I am afraid of the following things, right? Yeah. And by doing these types of exercises, you're loading your frontal cortex with things that you can look out for. And therefore they don't consume your subconscious mind because they're just in your say, conscious yeah. mind. Yeah. So is if it, your subconscious mind is all emotional and it's very little mental, right? We're trying to do affirmations to make an emotional change to our subconscious, but it's all cognitive. It's like we're doing reverse math. It just doesn't add up. But if instead you say, I am happy. And the last time that I was happy or the thing that I'm looking forward to, if you really want the cheat code affirmations, if you're doing that to like penetrate your subconscious, you go, I am happy. And I'm looking forward to being even more happy Friday when I go play putt-putt. Uh -huh. So now your system is anchored on to predictable anticipation. Yes. And you'll notice internally, you're like, oh, <laughs> hey. Wait, so I is feel... that dopamine? Is that dopamine <laughs> because you're anticipating the happy? Correct. Oh my God. So like, I got super stoked to talk to you. So I'm all bubbly and crazy because I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to talk to Shaka and we're just going to like chill and jam. And it's not like a whole, like, we've never done this before. We're not friends. So it's just natural and it's fluid. Right. So when you like yesterday, you're like, I'm on. And I was like, F me Tucker, like I, son of a biscuit eating bulldog. You took all of my anticipated happiness and you just... You fucking ruined it. You said no. And I was like, oh, I'm a piece of trash. And I had this giant letdown of like, dang it. And then I was like, oh, let's do it tomorrow. So all the dopamine came back, right? So it's like, now I get to be excited again. See how we fixed it? I'm a problem solver sometimes, unless they're yeah, my own problems. Horrific for relationships. Can be. Let me say oh that. Oh my God, that, that explains Can my be. track record up until Matt. Thank you so much. I think we're done here. Thank Just you. Kidding, yeah, check it out. Chris.
No, it's it's the thing though. And this is something I'm realizing in my relationship because I am a consultant and an executive coach. I get paid for fast, sustainable solutions. Now, my girlfriend what is a, a feeler. <laughs> oh, you're She's a feeler, girl. right? So what she wants, and this is something that I got break checked on, and this is how she hasn't gotten the wrath of me trying to fix everything. She gets the version of me that's like more healed than I was before that will sit in the mud with her, not try to fix her, not try to pull her out, not try to do any of those things. I will let her suffer in safety. She gets to feel safe and she gets to feel her feelings, but that's what she needs for emotional integration. She doesn't mean to come fix her problems. She's a bad bitch. She doesn't need any of that. She just needs somebody to go sit with her so that she doesn't feel alone or broken or isolated. My tiny human is the same. Like that's what I want her to experience too. Daddy is not going to come fix your shit. I don't have to accept all the things you do, but I will love you unconditionally, which means no matter what you do, I will sit in the shit with you. Doesn't mean I'll accept of those behaviors, but I will love you unconditionally no matter what. That's beautiful. That's an evolved man. Are there more of you out there? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just you and Matt and Matt's in heaven now. So we have, or, or he's doing a spirit dance. Matt's doing spirit dance. Yeah. He's doing the uh, dance dance revolution up there. He's actually in everybody's dreams. Have you dreamed about him? Cause everybody else has, and that's fine. I'm, I wouldn't say it's slutty, but it's questionable. You know, it's not surprising knowing the guy though. Right. Right. Like no, if there was he's... ever somebody that was going to come like playful poltergeist and like, Hey, I'm going to come haunt your dreams, but we're going to spiritual Dave and Buster's. Right. Like I had this fucked up dream that like we went to spiritual, like that is, that's Matthew, that's Matt. right? Is, Thank you for is, that. Yeah. We're going to go to spiritual Dave and Busters. Spiritual Dave and Busters. Yeah. God bless it's not him. like he's bless taking him. you to the dark, dark places. No, 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 that, no, no. No, we do that on our own. We do that. Exactly. Yeah. Just watch that Ted talk. Let's go back to self-regulation. Cause I think that's important. And I know you're, sure. I mean, I think it's important. It's important, right? I think, it, I mean, oh, this is the problem. Like if you give a carpenter a hammer and a nail, he's only going to hammer and nail shit. Right. So like I mm. teach self-regulation. So I'm like, it's the fucking most important thing on the face of this earth. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to agree with you because yeah, I now I think see, it is though. but of course it is because you, you already, you already hit the nail on the head with the idea that so many of us are in a state where we we're not even self-regulated, not even a baseline, not even close. Right. We're just kind it's of out just, here. One of my favorite things is the model that our brain wants yes or no on or off. The reality of life for like nearly everything is it exists on a spectrum, right? Yep. So like self-regulation is the same way. You're not regulated or dysregulated. You're more present or less present, or you're mm. like more dissociated or more emotionally connected, or like you're on those pathways, right? So it's right. like the same thing with discipline right? It's not like I am disciplined or I'm not. You're disciplined to breathe because it's necessary. You're disciplined to drink water because it's necessary. You're disciplined to take a shit because it's necessary, right? But right. you're also really disciplined to doom scroll on social media. So it's like something I'm not disciplined. The discipline is just in the wrong area. It's high reward, low effort. And that's a dangerous place. So I feel like somewhere in my notebook, that's somewhere in Capitola, Somebody's got it. I bet it's they still were... at the house or someone has it. Someone has it. I don't know. They're we're due for it. We got to go see Jamie anyways. I know. We should surprise her. I already thought about that. Yeah, we should. For real. We should totally surprise her. Yeah. She's got, isn't March? Hey. 
maybe March. Yeah, spring Hawaii out there. March. This oh, is a conversation yeah. for another time, Chris. Look at us taking it way too Self-regulation. So <laughs> self-regulation has four different sections. You got physical, mental, emotional, and social. Everyone wants to go to social because it's the highest pain point, but everybody should start with physical. Sleep, diet, exercise. Then you move on to mental. Certainty, scheduling, and mental models. Wait, and pause. Then you move up to emotional. What? What? Can you go to I'm number on, two? Because we, I talk okay. a lot about it, right? The sleep and the movement and, and what yeah, have you. Yeah, but yeah. what did you say? What was number two? Two is mental. I'm writing it down. Which is scheduling, certainty, hmm. mental models, hmm. which is mindset. Certainty. Okay. I like that. Can you elaborate on any of those, please? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a deposition? <laughs> yes, I can. I absolutely can. For sure. Yes, yes, madam. What time is it? Yes. So yeah, I can. So certainty, the number one trigger of anxiety is uncertainty, right? Your system's mm. not triggered. It's predictive. And if it doesn't know what to anticipate, it doesn't go cookies and unicorns and sprinkles and falling in love at coffee shops. It goes pterodactyls and IRS audits, right? Oh. So if you're not giving yourself something to anticipate looking forward to mm. and scheduling it in, your system will automatically reference back to what current circumstances look like. And you'll walk through life as a living, breathing trigger which is yeah. inaccurate, but we're just going to call it predictable, right? Your system yeah. takes in what is, compares it to the past, says this looks like this, and I'm going to take right. this state and make it your present to anticipate your future. So it's that predictable past. That's the problem. We get wound up in a predictable past, and then we have a future yeah. that looks the same as the past because <clears throat> you keep moving in that direction. Yeah. So if like you got a friend, winkity wink, wink, that has troubled waters in their past that was stressful, mm -hmm. when your system takes in circumstances and it says, oh, this looks like that. And last time this happened, it was stressful. Your brain goes, yo, homie, I got you. Let's kill off all of these extra apps that you're using, like long-term thinking and optimism. And let's <laughs> turn on the fast apps, right? Pessimism and like just terrible things and like irrational thought and reactivity, right? Yeah. Because if like, I'm about to get attacked by stress, I don't want to be like open and loving and accepting. I want to be fuck you and fuck your family too. Bless. What a time to but be alive. The, yeah. Here's the thing though. This is the mind bender 5,000. Your present instantaneously becomes your past. True. So if you want to reference new points of your past, you have to change your present. That is the most beautiful statement I've heard all, I was going to say day, but let's say week, because that is really powerful and true because you said Thank it. You. See, you that's a lot the dangerous of books thing behind you. Yeah. So like I have all these books, which are like, are so, obviously not a stack of Harry Potter books and like smutty fourth wing stuff, which it for sure is. I don't care. But I anticipate reading these smutty books and I don't care who judge away because it's just an internal no reflection judging. of your own. Choice. No one can read that. If you can read that, then you're not watching this podcast. I can tell you that. Sorry. Smut? Smutty books? No, the titles of whatever books you're referencing, this very fine print back there. Very fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. This one's 50 shades of gray. This one's 50 shades of gray. I get whatever the fuck it is. I'm just kidding. Oh, Those are on my Kindle. <laughs> Anyways, self-regulation is really important and creating those predictable outcomes. And this is why I always say mood follows action. Like you beautifully expressed at the start of this mood follows action. Is it a sonnet? What do you call? It was more like, like a love I'm, letter, but it's fine as a, you want to say, it's a haiku. I thought the love, it was a haiku. That's what it was. A haiku. 
I do it's like definitely poetry. Not a I don't understand it, but I'm learning to like it. But the mood follows action thing, it's super meaningful, right? Because yeah. if you just try to, and this is why I say affirmations are not step one, if you don't believe it, then it doesn't work. So like my tiny human and I have a lot of talks about magic. She's super into unicorns and her imagination is at a 14 out of like 10. Like oh, wow. the kids just super tapped in. And I don't think it's an accident, right? Like all of our life here is set up on low stimulation, imagination, art, creativity, yeah. all of those different things. And she has a member around her that doesn't believe in magic. Hmm. And she's like, it's so sad that this person doesn't believe in magic. And I was like, well, yeah, that is sad. But the thing about magic is, and this is like the thing about the universe, is that if you don't believe in it, it doesn't work. And this is like one of those things of like, the smarter you are, the less happy you are until you reach a point of intelligence that matches your emotional reality. And then the happiness gets turned back on. Same thing happens with money, right? So like mm. once you hit $120,000, you basically plateau in happiness until you set free time, right? And then again, yeah. you can go back up in, in how much happiness that you produce. But it for sure, in terms of how a lot of these things work, you have to believe in it in order for it to work. But if you're saying that I am happy and you haven't experienced happiness in six months, your system's going to go, no, you, you are not happy. You are depressed. You are grieving. You are alone. And it's going to give you all of the indexing of what is actually true in your life. So every time you say an affirmation that isn't true or doesn't have any backing, it has no inertia behind it. Your system goes not true. And then it does the opposite of what you want. Wow. So it says, I am abundant, but you're eating beans and sardines, right? Yeah. Which is what I used to eat when I was super, super broke. Then the truth of the matter is that those affirmations are affirming my current status quo. Mm. But if you're smart, or if you just like want to do what successful people do, they affirm the status quo and then make micro goals along the way towards what abundance can look like, right? Right. So for me, it was like, I can't wait to have $100 in my bank account. And I'm going to get that $100 in my bank account by doing the following things every single week, right? Got the yeah. $100 in the bank account. Can't wait to have $1,000 in the bank account. Do the following things to put $1,000 in my bank account. Can't wait to have $10,000 in my bank account. Do the following things over the six months to get $10,000. I can't wait to have $100,000 in my bank account. Do the following things to get $100,000 in my bank account. Because yeah. I'm controlling the factor that is within reason, which is the actions that I take, not the results they produce. Because yeah. if you always bank on your identity, on the results that you produce, then you're kind of putting dependence on something outside mm -hmm. of yourself. And this is what I tell everyone in the social media world, do the action, hope for the result, but put all of the effort on the accomplishment, right? So like celebrate the effort, not the accomplishment, Yeah. right? Because everyone's so like, I can't wait to get my first 100,000 followers. That's the energy you're going to put in. That's the emotion you're putting into your videos is I can't wait to get to $100,000 or 100,000 followers. Put all the energy into like giving the highest quality shit you can Value. to the 10 followers that you yep. got. For right? sure. Like serve them as if they are versions of you that have never been healed. Oh, right? Give them the information. It. Yeah. Cause like when I started making content, I started making content for my dad who, if people don't know, committed suicide. So I was for sure. I was like, my dad could use this. This would have shifted things for him. 
And then I started to get messages saying, this saved my life. Like, wow. you don't know me. I don't know you. And then it was like, okay, now I need to make content for the dads that are out there that are on the edge, silent suffering, right? That's the most dangerous thing is a man in their 40, 35 to 55 that have the same mundane life, nothing to look forward to. And they are just like that depth of like nineties masculine dad. Mm. They're the people that have the highest likelihood of suicide because no one ever knows because no one ever asks without trying to fix them. Right. Like the one time that one of these guys comes out and just said like, I had a hard day and just like, it just feels like the same shit. And then everybody's like, Oh, well, why don't you, why don't you go play golf? Or like, why don't we go have a drink? Or why don't, instead of like, tell me about it. Right. Yeah. That fucking sucks. That sounds like a shitty day. Right. That's the type of validation that men deserve. I agree. I worry about that. And especially raising a boy now and his father's around, but the presence that Matt provided and the way that he was consistently working on himself, he was always about self-regulation, his anxiety that he was working through, just the emotional growth and how he wanted to, he had a rough go of it as a young kid with his dad. And so he wanted to approach everything differently. And he was doing that with Bo and it was glorious to watch. And we would have conversations about this all the time about how things just, and I mean, we're kind of going off the rails here, I guess, but it's, it's my show. We do whatever we want. Yeah. I really want to raise an excellent man. I want to raise a confident, happy, like everything you just mentioned. I don't ever want to have Bo reach his forties and be like, wow, this is the state I'm in. This it would crush it. me to hear that. So yeah. I love this conversation. I, I don't mean to like make this close to home, but imagine how old's about? He just turned 11. So Bo had Matt during the most critical period of his entire life because at 10 to 11 years old now, he's now going out and finding the parts of him because he has all the internal resources that he needs, mm-hmm. period, right? So like, however you want to perceive it, Matt left at one of the best times that he possibly could have for Bo. Truly, like he left him with every single thing that Bo is going to need to be a man, like a good man. Yeah. And I think about that, like Matt and I got in one fight in the car in front of Bo and we rarely fought, like rarely ever fought. And I know maybe that's not great, but we genuinely respected each other and we didn't have a lot to fight about to begin with. So whatever it was, it was dumb. And he snapped at me and then I snapped back and Bo's in the back seat and he was like, and we immediately parked the car, got in the house and I looked at Matt and I'm like, that really hurt my feelings. And he's like, I know it did. And I'm really sorry that I just reacted like that. And Bo's like this. And I, he went to bed that night and I was like, I'm so proud of us because I don't know. I don't even remember what the fight was about. Honestly, it had been yeah. like seven hours I'd already forgotten, but I was like the way we handled that right in front of him, right in his face. And Matt's like, I know it was like an amazing moment. And I said, I mean, he'll still bring it up. But I was like, Oh, that time, that one time that you and Matt, got, I was like, but like when I hear things like this, that is how Matt imprinted how to treat a woman in confrontation for the rest of his life forever. I said that. I said that. 
I was like, this is so important for the male female dynamic, just for him to see that in a relationship setting, the way we handled that. And oh, I love that you confirmed it. Yeah. The blueprint for how he looks at disagreements or even right. fights or what I, I mean, you could call it a screaming match for all I yeah. care. His print of that, that he's always going to build up from is going to be integrity, respect, love, and like clearing the air before bed. God, I hope so. I mean, I love, you know, again, co-parenting is special and you can only control what happens in your home. So at least that example was set because he's the one who brings it up as, do you remember when? And I'm like, yes, I do, sir. You know, so you're absolutely right about that. And you got to flip the L's. You know what I mean? That wasn't really, yeah. it was just a teachable moment. Yeah, that's all it L is. L to a T. L to it. That's it. Uh, what we're doing right now is signs, <clears throat> signs. Yeah, we're gang signing to each other. Oh, the Care Bear Squad. But yeah, that stuff that I get worried sometimes that I'm doing things wrong. And then I remember that. I hold a belief that people are always doing their best, including myself, because it's so easy for me to say that like, other people are doing their best and then right. I never give myself the same model of that reality. And I'm like, I'm screwing my kid up. Oh, and yeah. it's like, well, even if I am, like, I think she's still going to have the foundation that I've lived a life of values. So her perception is totally on her, but she grew up in a house that was safe, stable, consistent, and full of food and love and imagination. You were talking about something a moment ago. Oh, even being able to have not the certainty, the mental models. I was like, you have to have a sense of imagination for that. If you're going to schedule the stuff that you're looking forward to, or even if you're wanting to, you know, you got to have the ability to imagine. Yeah. And this is like one of those things that I got super lucky that when my dad died, I was 22 and it shattered, it shattered my reality of like what parenting was. Cause I had Phoenix like a year after that, like almost like, like 13 months after that, my dad killing himself, I had a kid. And then like a couple months after that, I was solo parenting this kid. And I never got the adult threshing and hazing of doing what you should. So I got to keep doing what was fun for me. And that has served me so far in life because what I love is I love going to coffee shops and like playing and I love going to parks and like running around and I love going to the beach and building sandcastles, not sitting in the sun. I love going on hikes. Like I love all of these different things. So like when I ask my tiny human, like, what do you want to do? She goes adventure. And I'm like, delightful, <laughs> right? Like, sweet, let's go. And maybe that sticks and maybe it doesn't, who knows? But she's at that age now where she's like starting to come into the things that she likes now. And it's like the roles are like kind of getting like reversed where she's like, well, I want to do this type of adventure now, right? Like I yeah. want to go like look at like makeup aisles, which is like the most adventure that I could ever have my entire life. Like, sure. Yeah, let's go to Sephora, right? Like how is there an entire store? There's an aisle mm -hmm. of facial toner. That's correct. What does it do? Is it well, your what face? it does depends, but it kind of like clears <clears throat> up the pores and cleans out the dirties. Yeah. I love that she can barely read, but she's in Sephora getting that eye cream. 
we're adventuring, we're learning all kinds of things. She goes into these things and these worlds because she wants to like know things. Like yeah. she's curious about like how stuff works. Best she's like, treat. well, like you wash your face, brush your teeth, but like girls, they like got to wash their face and then they put stuff on it. And she's like, we're just going to do things differently. And I'm like, yeah, we are. I love her. She goes, show me then. I'm like, okay. Well, just wait till she starts putting masks on you. Has that happened yet? That's fun. Yeah. No, we do. It's makeup. actually we mutually beneficial. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. nails. Oh, Bo used to the get nails. his nails done too. That was a good time. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. Listen, we've really done it here. I, I appreciate time. you. It's listen, it's time. I mean, we could keep going, but it's, I'm going to respect you. I appreciate all your big mic drop moments and your funnies and your enormous heart and your big brain. And I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for coming on here. I don't real, think there's ever got real serious right there. We got real serious. We got real. I don't think there's ever like a moment that we like text each other and I don't look at your name pop up on my phone and like just think it's the most fantastic thing to see what just fucking ridiculous conversation that we're having because we get shit done, but it's yeah. between like 15 gifts and like some other random shit that we're looking at, but it always gets done. So I guess that's all that matters. It's all that matters. And we're entertaining to ourselves. Yeah. And that I was going to say is the dopamine, but it's not, it's the anticipation of opening your text message to see what you wrote, because that's the dopamine. Yeah. And like, you can overpower dopamine through values, I think through like knowledge, through like what you appreciate and like genuinely value because like the dopamine hit that I could get from staying home and doom scrolling versus going to the gym is different. Yes. But the value that being strong provides mm -hmm. me allows me to appreciate the anticipation more. So I'm willing to effort in order to get more feeling, more experience out of life. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, that's just like the truth of relationships and friendships is that they require effort. They're not, they're not passive. Shitty, shitty ones are, I think they're yeah. really passive, but really but good when you friends. put the work in, you, you get what you get, what you pay, not, you get what you pay for, but you do though, but the work pays off is what I'm saying. Yeah, you Consistently. Yeah. I've never Always. met somebody that invested all the time, energy and effort into a good relationship, friendship, whatever it is, and not had the results. Right. Yeah. Okay, wait, I forgot to tell you how this ends. Oh. I have to ask you. <laughs> I have to ask you. I don't have to. I'm gonna ask you five words. I just want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. I still haven't streamlined this. I haven't streamlined the way it sounds yet. So just bear with me. Okay, ready? Words? They're just words? I'm gonna give you a just... word, and then I I'm want ready? you to tell me what pops into your brain. Okay. Get real close to it. ASMR. <laughs> ready? Happy. Is this like fast? Is this supposed to be fast? It doesn't have to be. Movie night popcorn. Like that. Healthy. Sunrise. Oh, that's good. Wealthy. Croissants and cappuccinos Sunday morning with the family. Wise. I mean, the first thing that came up is just the memory of joy, knowing that mm. I invested my time wisely. Oh, that's good. Finally, 
Um, no, that's not the word. Sorry. Finally, comma, free. I mean, it's the freedom is the ability to smile in traffic that you don't want to be in with people that you love. I love it. Those are very good answers. Happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, and free. That's all I want for everyone. Yeah. It's a lifelong pursuit. Show enough. Yeah. Well, that's that. We laughed. We cried. You answered one word question. I, what, what, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. I got it from the actor's studio because I used to watch that as a young lady and he used to make me really happy. And he would also ask, which I haven't asked people, is what's your favorite swear word? What is it? I think I know. My favorite swear word? No, I don't know. My favorite swear word? Man, that's a good question. I it's think, a, yeah, like I'm trying to think. A properly placed F-bomb is really good. Yeah. But it just depends on like if I'm having like, are you taking a piss from like my like friends that are oh, like across the pond just gets me every time, every time. And I'm not, I'm not whatsoever. I'm like from the Midwest, but like, yeah, my friends over in, in London and stuff like that, we jam with like when we're talking just shit to each other. It's like, are you having a piss? Oh my God. Anyways. My editors are going to love that. They're all over in the UK. Remember the last time we did a podcast and we sent it out and then they sent us, I didn't think that was you and I, so just for fun, sent us the edited version of it and it's beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Sounds like Morris code. Accurate. Yeah. Well, we did a really good job this time. Yeah, this was reasonable. So. This is well right. behaved, yeah. We're well behaved as is. So, I mean, that's personal. All right, Chris, I'm hanging up. I okay. love you. You're the greatest ever. Wait, wait. Where can we find you? I know where we can find you. It's where I found you to begin with, but you go ahead and share. Yeah. So if you go to onlyfans.com slash, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, all my handles are Dr. Chrisley. Y'all, he spelled only fans. Stop it. You can't sell yourself. First you're of not, all, do you know that my dad said, if I could make tens of thousands of dollars by showing my toes that I should do it. Yo, do you know what this is like a later conversation? Feet Finder? You know no. the website Feet Finder? Okay, no, so why would I know that? I don't know. Why so do Feet Finder is like the joke. It's the joke of like, I'm gonna sell my feet pics online. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So it's like the like, oh, I'm gonna sell my feet pics online, right? And you go to okay. like Feet Finder. It's a hundred percent not based on like selling feet pics. It's all affiliate codes. It's like a wildly clever business idea. Wow. Yeah, it's a giant, a giant element. But like the buyers that they have, because you have to buy in to have a membership to sell feet picks. There's like 3% of people that actually go into that subscription model actually purchase. And the other 97% of profits are all membership fees. That's unbelievable. It's wildly clever. God, the Anyways. amount of things I've learned today. Same. Wow. What an opportunity for growth. Such an opportunity. Okay. Yeah, we should well, stop friends. this before it goes somewhere we shouldn't. Until next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. I love you too. I love you. Hey, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Shock and Y'all today. 
This is a passion project like no other, and it wouldn't be possible without your support. Please like, download, follow, share, which sounds like a lot, so maybe just one of those will suffice. Please check out my online programming at sweatandstillness.com. Grab a copy of my best-selling children's book, Yoked, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I hope you gathered plenty of light nuggets and personal downloads from today's episode. I will see you next time. Okay, I love you. Bye. Hey friends, if you know me, you likely know that I have a sweet spot in my heart for veterans. My father has a purple heart and the scars to show for it. Just recently, I learned that a common side effect of PTSD is hoarding. And those of us with aging parents have seen how quickly a lifetime of memories and keepsakes get stacked in boxes and closets, causing more and more clutter and stress over time. My friends at Florida Ceiling Home Healing are helping hundreds of folks, veterans included, in residential and commercial settings with decluttering, packing, organizing, itemized liquidations, and even biohazard and hoarding cleanup. They are offering a 20% off discount to our listeners here at Shock and Y'all. So you can learn more by calling 424-272-8892 or visit their website, www.fchhspaces.com. You can also text Nicole 20, your full name, your phone number, and email to that same phone number, 424-272-8892. You'll receive a 20% off discount just because you're a shocking y'all listener. My friends, we are not meant to do it all alone. The team at FCHH is here to help.